swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rock shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news, the POTUS need some bad dudes to crash crew like Bandicoot, all shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Yes, y'all. <laughs> well, this is Control Issues. <laughs> I am the AM. Say. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. You can also head on over to Spotify. Check your boys out. Um, Twitch.tv slash Control Issues Pod. If you want to see some gameplay videos that we post for your viewing pleasure, um, also head on over to X. My control issues is the handle. And if you just want to drop a line, got a question, want to say something on air, hit us up at control issues pod at gmail.com. AMC, how you living? Living well, a dub, living well. Uh, uh-huh. We're in the, we're about in the middle of December. Oh, man. Is that back half of the end of the year? It's flying by. I know. We got the trolleys in sight. Yes. We're in sight. And then uh then we'll have our most anticipated games of 2024 following that. So you know, it'll be you know, we got we got it, we got it laid out for us. Even if there's no news, there's plenty of there's plenty of content that we have to to churn out. But uh, as for me, yeah, my week's been good. Same old, same old. Don't have much to say. Getting in my workouts. Got uh, doing some more Christmas stuff. Took the kids out for the, uh, the 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 mini trains that they have out here. They do them yes. for free uh, twice a month on the weekends. And then for the holidays and Halloween, they do their own special night thing where they, they decorate so that, you know, there's like inflatable Santas and shit and Grinches as you're riding on the train. So went and did that with the kids. They loved it. Uh, yeah. And then got gifts out, getting them prepared to, to start wrapping. Uh, and it'll be Christmas next week. It's, it's all coming fast, A-Dub. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. But don't really have much more to say about that. How about, how's, how's your week been, buddy? Uh, not too bad. So development in the, your boy paid off his car and then, a few months later, had a total <laughs> drama that's been going on. I got my deductible back. So that was a pleasant surprise. Also got my Christmas bonus or my holiday bonus or annual bonus, whatever you want to call it. So got that. So just, you know, a couple couple nice little tidy sums to add to the war chest. Um, placed an order for a new car. So I'll probably have that done and dusted in this coming week so by the time we have the next show who knows your boy might be might be riding dirty might be back on the street (laughs) chameleon air big into tech now it's such a great such a great evolution for such a dope rapper but yeah so getting those things taken care of 
really starting to feel, feel and see the results from from the push-up club that I have with the men of my immediate family. And yeah, man, it's it's paying off. Push-ups are getting easier, doing it every day. It's been almost a, a month of doing 40 push-ups a day. So that's definitely helping with the good habits and just, you know, keeping some kind of some kind of firmness on your boy. Uh, yeah, man, just coming up on this winter break. Looking forward to being able to play more stuff, get myself together, get my place together. Uh, got a new computer. I don't know if anybody can tell because the old one finally got stuck in a boot loop. And I almost navigated my way out of that situation. I don't think I'm quite out of the woods. However, I'm just throwing in the towel. Got a new computer. Uh, didn't I wanted to get the biggest hard drive they had, but. They didn't have that available so i just took whatever they had and i i hope it's not too little however if i can manage to get the data off of this older computer you know i have external hard drives to lord so if that's an option i should be all right uh got that together did, did a little christmas shopping got my got an assortment of you know carefully curated christmas cards that i may put money in i might package with something else that i might think it's special for somebody who's in my life and yeah man just chilling you know just enjoying this last week of work that's coming up you know trying to spread some holiday cheer i think i might get my my cookies going again and just 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 trying to slide in though so to speak but yeah man uh, i'm hanging in there as best i can well, while you're hanging in there, A-Dub, I know you got some games to keep you busy. So what you got going on? So many games to keep me busy. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure I talked about it last week, but as you guys may or may not know, I've been just neck deep in Rogue Trader, 40K Warhammer. Yeah, man. it's They came out with an almost 13 gig patch earlier this week. So I was pretty excited. Like, oh, it's pretty sizable. Maybe they, maybe they figured everything out. Maybe they... They can deal with some of the performance issues and, and everything. And by and large, it did just not in a in a meaningful way. You know, they, they dealt with a bunch of bugs and glitches, progression, game breaking type of stuff. But there wasn't much in the way of making the game run smoother. Uh, to its credit, I was in the opening stages of the game. Like I was still in the 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 Furabundus system where I was dealing with just wild stuff i'm not even gonna hit you with them spoilers just yet give it a couple months but yeah i was dealing with situations in one of the opening systems i hadn't even been exposed to the galaxy map yet but now that i've moved to a different system and then they also put out a a small little 400 megabit patch after the 13 gig one and i don't know maybe it was the patch maybe there was just some data they left off it's like oh we need this to make it work right or maybe it was a situation where I just needed to get further into the game, but it's just, it's running a lot smoother now. So I'm able to fully embrace and completely enjoy just all the, the visual detail that's going on. Plants and are swaying in the wind, like water is crashing from waterfalls. All the, all the characters on screen are constantly moving. There's a lot of stuff on screen. Maps can be of various sizes there's various kinds of terrain and you know you got your you got your full party and six members roaming with you through all of it with their various skills having their their skill checks happening live 
in the environment. So it's like, oh, a trap might appear or some goods that you were previously unable to interact with might appear or, you know, you might run into an NPC and they'll be talking some shit. And then one of your characters can see right through it. It's like, nah, he's bluffing. You should call it. I know he's a punk. Like all that kind of stuff. So man, just Rogue Trader is awesome. If I mean in a year where Baldur's Gate 3 came out and I still haven't played it, you know, something like Rogue Trader can come along. And for the longest time I've been looking for just a Warhammer game that pushes past the tipping point of just being a game in the Warhammer universe. And I think Rogue Trader is assuredly that game where it's like, I'm into it. I'm into the lore, I'm into the characters, I'm into the situations. I'm I'm beginning to piece together like what, what the mindset of the location is. In, in other games is, oh, you could be good or you could be bad. But in this game, you're a rogue trader. Like you're you're of position and station. You are revered and exalted and feared and, and just lusted after and hated. And it's it's nuts. And like when when the default setting for a universe in the game is religious, bigoted, zealot, you know you got something special. <laughs> and I'm working against that. I haven't had many or any situations where I lean into the the Warhammer style of like, no, this is what it is and this is how you behave. Because <laughs> I'm being reminded constantly as I'm playing the game, but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to try to spread compassion and empathy throughout the stars and you know, save people's lives instead of going into battle and, and looting them for their goods. The On top of that, we're playing Overwatch 2. You guys already know how that goes. Just slaughtering them a manga got amc got e-single on my side every now and then i might go in there solo having a blast getting to a point where it's i'm making mistakes but everything else i'm doing must be good enough to where those mistakes don't matter because i'll be in situations where i'm just serving character after character after character after character <laughs> and it's like oh man i should have shot that oh i should have jumped i shot that too far oh i should have went in this door i should have turned around should have got that one first but everybody's dying no i just don't understand um i still need to get into remnant too but yeah it's been a lot of rogue trader a lot of overwatch 2 amc what have you been playing uh pretty much no, I've been playing two games. I was gonna say one game that was gonna be Overwatch, but no, I've been playing. I played more Dragon Ball. So uh, Overwatch, mm -hmm. you know how it is. We were, we were playing together. Um, played a little bit on my so own last good. night. Got in like a few matches. Didn't stay on too long because I went right back over to Kakarot. But yeah, I've been um, putting in that work, pushing more. But, like this week, it was more of a focus on Lucio, Kiriko, and uh, Delo Morin. I've been sleeping on Mora. <laughs> like I play with Mora, and then you know you get into Baptiste, and then you get in the Life Weaver, and then Lucio, and then it's like, oh yeah, Mora is also absolutely amazing. And then <laughs> play Mora, you get back into Mora, and you're like, fuck, she's she's great. Uh, Anna too. So, yeah, I um, started playing with some Mora again, and uh, really enjoyed that. Just her offensive capabilities are just like uh, as far as like a support unit is like on another level. Um, as far like she's great for. She's she can take out people on her own, 
but like at least squishies but really where she's really uh great is for those final shots those kill shots where you know your team is doing damage doing damage the enemy runs behind a corner and then you send out that that attack orb <laughs> around that corner and it is you just you can feel the vibrating on your controller as it's zapping them and then and then all of a sudden you just get the kill and that's like how mora like just stacks up a lot of kills for like a sport unit and it's absolutely amazing if not use that uh in conjunction with your healing uh you send out the healing orb also get the healing mist out and she she could be an amazing healer so yeah gotta get some, gotta get some more mora going on because she is just way too effective in that game um obviously loving lucio loving anna and everybody else um and yeah just uh now that i have a feel for some of the other characters i can really uh adjust to my team makeup and then the enemies team especially with because the big one was um if i was playing with like a say like a pharah or another character and you know like ash even um I guess a lot of the DPSs that are off on their own and not necessarily huddled up with the team, you need a, a healer that can heal from a distance. And, you know, Lucio can't really do that. And so if I see that that's the team makeup, then I, I've been now switching over to Kiriko, who's great at healing from a distance. Um, and then, and then um, using a little bit more of Life Weaver as well. And then Moira is just there when it's time to like, all right, they're, they're giving us trouble. I just need to turn the tide real quick, change it up getting that ass um especially if they have like a, a sombra trying to get into the back line you switch to mora you, you you're you're warping around sombra you're hitting her sending out that attack orb and then sombra's you know she's squishy so when she once she's on the defensive she's trying to get that out of there as quick as possible um and so yeah i've been doing that making those mid-game adjustments to uh you know to to great benefit and and seeing positive results so that's awesome um played some more of dragon ball z kakarot Push through, finally beat Vegeta's bitch ass, all the phases of Vegeta. Um, loved it. Like there are times where I'm like, I feel like I'm just watching Dragon Ball Z because it's like one of the battles very much mimic the what happens in the show, at least as far as the uh the certain phases of the battle. Like so when you fight Vegeta, you first fight him. Um, you know regular he's in his, his saiyan armor your goku you do your battle you win that fight then he turns into the great ape next thing you know now you're flying and battling him like uh, trying to keep your distance hitting him with the blast going in when you can um took the ape down and then uh and then now you're now you're trying to help goku because that's where the fight got out of hand goku goku kind of beats like well he he holds him he holds it down against vegeta in the ape but he ain't winning that fight gohan krillin yajirobe show up so you gotta do then you gotta step in battle as gohan uh did that you got yajirobe to get that attack in took down the great ape and then yeah and then beat beat vegeta and now i'm in this intermission phase which is pretty cool because now i can kind of just travel around earth do any any uh, side quests that i might have missed or any of the other you know side content that they have in there uh collect a lot of stuff build up my characters um you know work through that skill tree and then once i push through once i decide to move on talk to whoever i need to then I, I believe the game will just move on to Namek, which is the Frieza phase of the storyline. So yeah, the the game truly, truly shines in its boss battles. Like it's like you when you're playing the game, you're you're having a great time. It's fun fighting like enemies here and there throughout the world, um, finding stuff. 
Um, not really the most interactive world, I would say, as far as like an open world, um, which I believe this game got a 7 out of 10. It's like a, a firm 7 out of 10. But if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, none of that shit matters because you will absolutely just love playing this game. And the, it, as I said, the boss battles are where it shines because when you get in there, it's you know there's like different phase like there's different parts of the battle where like when you're like you're just you're you're it's a fighter where you're meleeing him countering um uh, blocking attacks trying to get behind him with that with that quick phase <laughs> flash step behind him get off an attack get like a meteor smash knock him to the ground do that follow-up attack and then like he'll they he'll start charging up and then he'll do like his like big attack like a blast uh, a gallic gun whatever and you're then trying to dodge that if he's doing like the multiple blasts it becomes kind of a of a bullet hell situation where you're dodging all the blasts um and it's great too like even i fought vegeta i want to say like 10 times because it was a tough ass battle and like just every now and then just some new shit would just happen that like i didn't that didn't occur in the other fight like we're one like I threw uh, Kamehameha right as he right before he did the Gallic Gun. So usually when he does the Gallic Gun, it's a big charge up. He does the Gallic Gun, and then you either dodge it or um, you do a Kamehameha as he's charging, and you basically fuck him up before he can charge up his Gallic Gun. But I did the uh, the Kamehameha wave right as he did the Gallic Gun, and we had that thing where. Uh, like the power battle where they both both attacks meet each other and then you're your button yes. mashing <laughs> to yes. overpower him so like you know like that only happened one of the times where i fought him so it was like just like one of those things where it's like oh like i'm missing like and like you know like you get kind of like little like a uh, little like clips or whatever as certain things happen to like give that like cinematic feel uh and yeah so it's like it's absolutely awesome i love the game um having just a just a blast playing it like as i said far from perfect a lot of design issues that i question in the game like especially like the open world like there's just a lot of stuff that's there and it's like oh you can't interact with this and it's like all right <laughs> like and then you'll see another thing you're like oh i'm gonna go to that and it's like yeah you can't interact with this just yet and it's like all right and i just keep moving invisible walls yeah exactly um and so like it just becomes one of those things where it's like i get to i got to a point where i was like all right i'm just not gonna really like i i see like the legend and i see that it lets me know that these are all things but where i'm at in the game i just can't interact with them so i kind of just focus mainly on like the story collecting z orbs so that i can then uh level up my attacks do some training and then pushing forward um so yeah as i said game isn't designed perfectly but i'm absolutely loving uh playing it like it's just it speaks to me as far as a dragon ball z fan like it is made for the fans and it feels like you know it feels like the action of the tv show in it's like burst combat and it's in in the power-ups and energy blasts i got the kaoken i can do that transformation take i take damage while i got it because you know that's how the kaoken works mm-hmm. um but yeah and it's it's awesome uh and i absolutely love the game i love playing it but a dub well, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, before we move on, though. Yes, yes. So you talk about, okay, I'm doing this, he's doing that, we're power clashing, but how exactly do you execute the moves in Kakarot? So, uh, okay, so your melee attack is like circle. Uh, so you, you, a lot of it's like you, you hit circle and you're doing your combo attack, but then um, 
he'll either counter sometimes and so you do have a block button where you can just hold it down and you're you're blocking and so with that as you're holding block down if you hit like square he'll do um you know that thing where like they on the show where they do like a how are they sitting out like a big blast and it pushes the enemy back like almost yes. like, he, like they throw their hands in the <laughs> that air keep that key burst <laughs> yeah that key burst you can do like a key burst push him back or you can hit um or as you're blocking you, you can hit x and then that's when he'll do the uh the flash step to behind him and then Ooh, and then you can do yes. like that that behind the back smash but yes. um obviously like the different one the, the yeah, key burst behind the yeah. back smash <laughs> yeah exactly and so the key burst it uses and so um as you're doing attacks in the fight you have um you have like your key meter um and so uh you have to do you have to hold down triangle every now and then to like recharge it because that's how you do your attacks also like as you're defending you're losing key and so uh if you do the key burst you actually yeah you use less key than if you were to do like that behind the step counter attack uh that uses actually a lot of key and so you got to like make sure you got to keep awareness of that then if you want to do like say like your big attack so that you have like the mma like the kamehameha wave the uh uh-huh. krillin you know you got the solar flare the destructo disc uh gohan you got the masenko piccolo you got the special beam cannon that um you hit the L1 button and it'll slightly slow down the combat. And then you have your options of attacks, which are uh, you you um, you set them up through like a do your attack palette as, as, as far as like your special Ooh. attacks. And so you hit L1 and you have your options um, between like whatever ones, a melee attack, the big Kamehameha, like whatever uh, attack. And then if you want to do a transformation, and then that one, that's, I think, R2. You hit that, and then it'll pull up all your options for transformations if you've unlocked any. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, so you're basically, you're square attacking, you're square meleeing, um, sorry, you're circle meleeing, you're square blasting, and then holding down L1, selecting your big attacks, and then Ooh. you're blocking, and then you're, you know, you can key burst jump behind them so it is very much like uh and you got and a lot of it is like you have to know their attacks because if they're doing a regular bitch bitch made attacks you can just block that but when you see that charge up come in (laughs) that's where (laughs) you you might want to like create some distance uh you might want to like have your defense ready to like to to kind of dash around their attack like it's uh so you have to always be prepared for like the big attacks um and then yeah like it's and there's just different phases to the fights and so yeah it's very much a it can feel button mashy at times but it's not because you're you're always prepared to counter them countering you so like you're getting off your shots like uh, 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 and then you see them getting ready to counter and then you got to be able to, to block or to you know to parry basically so it's um it's it's awesome it's a it's a great fighter uh not an incredible open world game but a great fighter is what i'll say <laughs> and incredible yeah, i mean it sounds game. awesome yeah it, it's it's awesome it's a great time i already bought like the season one i'm I have the season two on my wish list, and so I'm just like just waiting because uh, I doubt I'll get I won't get to it for a while. So if there's a price drop, then that would be awesome. By the time I get there, if not, then I'll just go ahead and pick up season two, play through all that content. But yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal game, and just a bunch of different elements. There's there's cooking in it. There's fishing. <laughs> there's all that all that greatness. Do you, do you eat the big dinosaur meat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, you can take down the dinosaurs. They have like dinosaur ranges like out in the world, and you'll see like the footprints. So you can follow and find them, uh, and then you can take out the dinosaur. You get the dinosaur meat, and then you can go and cook it at like a campfire, or you could take it to Chi Chi 
And then uh, if you have other ingredients, you can make a full on meal, which gives you, um, you know, stat boost along with like the HP boost. And then um, she feeds it to the kids and Goku goes hungry for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a it's a phenomenal game. I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I love playing it. The the fishing mini game is great. They they did everything that's that's needed or necessary for an open world game and made a great fighter on top of that. Hell yeah. But, but a dub, let's get into our first topic of the week. Ta- topic, topic of the, of the week. week. You want to lead it off, A-Dub, or you want me to... Uh, nah, I'll, I'll start dwelling in the in the realm of Bethesda because mm-hmm. they got a they got a couple of stories. I hit you with a mm-hmm. hit you with one after the other. First off, we got some updates on the Fallout 4 next gen patch. Unfortunately, it's being delayed to 2024. Yeah. Bethesda says Thank you for your patience with us as we work on the Fallout 4 next-gen update. Uh, we know you're excited, and so are we, but we need a bit more time and look forward to an exciting return to the Commonwealth in 2024. Yeah. <laughs> they announced the patch a couple of years ago, back in 2022. It was supposed to come out by the end of this year. And now it's being delayed. Uh, Some speculate that perhaps this is to coincide with the premiere of the Fallout series next year, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to come out sometime in April. That makes sense. That would make perfect sense. And I wouldn't fault them one bit for it. You know, uh, you know, it's it sucks. Got to wait a little longer. You know, I've been postponing my my first completion of Fallout 4 in order to get this next gym patch and be able to enjoy it more clearly and with the performance mode that is supposed to be coming in it to be able to just enjoy the experience a little bit more before I see the credits roll for the first time. See now the update it's set for PC, PS5, as well as Xbox Series X and S. It's going to include a performance mode that allows for higher frame rates, a quality mode for 4K graphics, bug fixes, and more creation club content which is Bethesda's official mod support. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Fallout 4, so I can't wait to get back into it. This patch is the only thing that's got me just chilling. I used to pop it on every so often just to, you know, move move the needle a little bit more. I'm still at the point where the Brotherhood showed up on the Pridwin, and I'm starting to do Brotherhood missions before it eventually gets to the, the conclusion. I'm very close to the end. But yeah, man, just waiting for this patch. AMC, is this patch enough to get you to get back into Fallout? Oh, man. Um, possibly, I don't know. It's been a while. Did you play I, 4? Yeah, I owned 4. Um, oh, yes. At least you got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got it. I just didn't get far in it. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I pushed through it. I got to like it was like Diamond City, whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I stopped playing the game. <laughs> like, what's your uh, man? What's your man? Nick Valentine gonna go yeah. to the Tin Pity Tower with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah. So I just there was something going on. It wasn't that I disliked Fallout. I'm like there was something. It was definitely a, a not you, it's me situation where I was mm. just like, I was tripping. I was trying to, I was doing some soul searching with like what games I like playing at the time. And I just remember I was playing Fallout and I was just like, I think it was like right around like, you know, 
I always refer back to this time as I was I was playing a lot of open world games and I needed something a little bit different. And so unfortunately Fallout 4 fell right in that block. And so I um that was like one of the first signs where I was like, oh, I need like a break from these style of games. And so like anything that fell under that category, I just kind of shied away from during that time period. And so yeah, it would be nice to go revisit that game and give it its due because I, I did like a lot of things about it. And I wanted to, you know, I really wanted to build up my my like minion character like uh control character or i could like talk to the animals make them part of my team oh you were like doing that. that huh yeah yeah that's what i was building towards but um oh, yeah i just man. never got all the way with it um so yeah it, it would be nice to revisit that and especially like to see what it looks like on that next gen remastered mm -hmm. uh, version and, and it's cool it's like um you know some people knock you know certain like certain developers of doing these remakes right around <laughs> the release of tv shows this is what this is a free update right so yeah you're not going to be paying for a whole new remake you'll just be getting in you know a next gen version of it um uh, alongside this that's hopefully will coincide with the tv show so that's i think that will be great and i i i think it makes even more sense if like if if you have it and it's going to release somewhat like you know somewhat near that time why not just like get it closer and, and and like and polish it up a little bit more so yeah i i completely have no issues with this i know some people were looking forward to it but you know just play a little more starfield until that time comes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man fallout 4 it, that game still has so many great ideas that i hope to see in future bethesda titles specifically fallout 5 but yeah, with Fallout 4, you had the power armor that you could get into and out of like Tony Stark in his in his Iron Man suits in, in the first two films. Uh, you had you had robot enemies and synth enemies where as you're shooting at them and fighting them, you're taking off pieces of them. And they're depending on what parts you take off or where you're hitting them that might change their animations and their attack patterns and their behavior. I mean, this was, this was the first fallout that had the, the whole procedurally generated tiered weapon, like legendary weapon kind of drop system where you would just encounter legendary versions of enemies in the wild. You, you never know exactly where they were, but sometimes they would just show up. You'd hear that music. You, you'd feel that first bullet just shave off a quarter of your health. Like, whoa. And you just have to regroup, figure out some way to take that thing down, then get your sweet loot. Man, it's what, what else did Fallout do though? Fallout 4. I mean, on top of all that, it was absolutely gorgeous. I, the the Commonwealth, the Boston, Massachusetts area was just beautifully represented. Had excellent draw distance. They patched it up to a to a degree where it was moving good enough and it looked smoothly. It was very at the time Fallout Four came out. It was the least buggy, but that's the release that there was. And it showed, man, because the game was solid on its release. And at the point where they polished it up with all the patches, it was just it, it, it was working. There was it didn't it didn't feel like it was a Bethesda game. And that was the first time I ever had that feeling. So I'm very much looking forward to getting back into this, especially knowing that they're going to be putting in some bug fixes. Hopefully they put in that third person shooting system from Starfield and we can get rolling. But uh, as I alluded to earlier this is a twofer so the other bethesda story is that we're getting an update 
to Starfield. We're we're getting a look into the the blackest sea in order to determine where the further stars may lead. And one of the stars on the roadblock is that Starfield city maps, as well as new ways of traveling, have been teased by Bethesda. Uh, let me see. Uh, Bethesda specifically acknowledges that early next year, there will be a big update that will include a lot of in-progress quest fixes. Developer is also planning to add several new quality of life improvements to Starfield that the community has heavily requested, including official mod support, city maps, and new ways to travel. Uh, let me see. The quote from Bethesda says, these will be rolling out with a regular cadence of fixes and updates we expect to have roughly every six weeks. If something can be done in a smaller hop fix in between, like the asteroid, just for a little context there, some people were experiencing uh, a glitch where their starships would be orbited by a tiny asteroid wherever yeah. they went. <laughs> oh, least buggy game. Still buggy. <laughs> But yeah, a hot fix in between like the asteroid and we feel it's safe. We'll get one out as well. But that's the road in the post. Safe is the key here. We do take a lot of time to test even the smallest change in a game this large and dynamic. So AMC, with this dedication to ongoing support, with this promise of improvements and additions to come, are you going to swallow your Sony pride and get a <laughs> Series S and enjoy yourself some Starfield. You know, let's 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 put a pin in that, take a quick break, <laughs> and I'll give you my thoughts right after. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we are back. Yeah, so is this yeah, gonna you be get, you getting it? You getting the series says? Yeah, is this the update? Uh no, not not quite yet. I do like I do like where they're going with this. You like don't need the update. series as oh you do. I'm sorry, I'm confusing Fallout with Starfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The Series X, um, yeah. So you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to be holding off, but I think there's going to be a time. You know, it will just get. They'll get to a point where I'll have to have an Xbox, and that's pretty much when when Doom and those games start coming out, and Ooh, especially the, their the next Doom, the third one. Yeah, when when if we start seeing Wolfenstein's and Dooms, because those are like when I think of Bethesda, um, you know. Bethesda, big Bethesda, not like developer Bethesda. Mm -hmm. It's those games are the ones that are most appealing to me. And so uh, if, I, if I start seeing those drop and they're console exclusive, then uh, your boy's getting an Xbox because I am, those are like some of my favorite games of the last generation were, were Doom, Doom Eternal, and then Wolfenstein 2. So yeah, um, I, 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 I want to jump. gamer tags and never play with each other because neither of us are going to pay for Xbox Core. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, um, but yeah, I like where they're going with this. I like the updates. I I totally get it. I mean, yeah, like the developers. I know people are they don't want to hear from from the developers, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know the Bethesda developers have been out here, <laughs> you know, talking to people. And um, I mean, one of the points they're like they're getting at is like, hey man, like this takes a bit, and mm -hmm. um, because you know there's a lot of like the I don't know why you guys didn't just. And like, why don't you yeah. guys just put this in like as they as they stay? Because there, we weren't making GTA Skyrim. Yeah. Well, it's also too, it's like as they said, like think about how long this game was delayed. And this game was delayed for so long because Microsoft it, like looked at it. I'm sure they had their own thoughts about Starfield. I and they're like, that. hey, we need to get these Microsoft engineers in here to, to clean this up, get this game running as smooth as possible, blah, blah, blah. And so for them, they don't want to just you know just 
get out here and just start adding in assets that can that could completely throw off like you know the performance of of the game because that's what people complain about is bug Thesda and like Bethesda. I'm sure in the past probably prioritized putting in as much shit as possible at the expense of you know the performance of the of the uh, of their engine. Um, and so now they like that. Yeah, and so now they've prioritized that. And of course, when you do that, you have to make sure that you know there are just certain things that um, that don't throw off you know you know the the overall experience of the game and so they can't just add in something that's going to make you you know travel faster if that's going to throw off you know poppins and things like that and so there's just things that they have to think about when it comes to like these updates um hopefully yeah hopefully they get that that hot fix in there and get that meteor <laughs> from from circling <laughs> your ship i mean it, it sounds kind of dope like you know like having like a you know certain games they'll have like a, a defensive barrier <laughs> around and like it'll be double if it was functional like that yeah, like you have that meteor just like crash into other ships. Intercept the missile. That would be yeah. an interesting. <laughs> that would be an interesting kind of shield module where it grabs certain objects under a certain threshold and just makes them a kinetic barrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so yeah, I'm, I'm sure like for them, it's like yeah, they they they're working on this. They'll get stuff in when they can, but you know. They can't just give you everything all at once <laughs> wake up for starfield and so yeah um but it's great though that they're they are starting to like, get ahead of this and you know announce that they have you know stuff coming and to look forward to that so i think i think that is awesome as far as starfield goes because you know people if, if developers have been out here i feel like the community at least segments of the community have been more out here when it comes to you know their their opinions on Starfield, <laughs> a game that's ever evolving, uh, which people need to keep in mind. So, if, like I know, if you're upset about whatever is going on right now, odds are Bethesda will eventually address it. So maybe take a break and then come back later, and you might get that Cyberpunk two that Cyberpunk experience, uh, that two point experience. I'm but hey, desperate, I'm desperately <laughs> waiting for the Shattered Space DLC. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that. But like, um, one of the big of course, they're bringing more QOL changes, but the big thing was new ways to travel. So in yeah. this game, we have the ship and all that comes with that, as well as our own two legs and our jetpack. Mm -hmm. AMC, being a theologian, being a farseer, being the dopest dude. What kind of transportation do you think they could add to the experience that's going to improve it for the average gamer? Hopefully they get kind of creative because, you know, the the obviously the first thing that everybody wants, everybody wants in every game, they're like, where's my vehicle that I can just drive mm -hmm. around on a planet? <laughs> and get but not the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would hope that they would kind of get like, at least like a little more creative as far as like how you can travel, like, you know, like maybe a hovercraft or something like that. Like don't like immediately, like, I mean, I'm, maybe they will just give you the vehicle with like wheels on it and everything. But if you're going to do it, I don't know, maybe change it up, give it something different. Did they have like mechanical suits in the game or anything like that? And like Max? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean not functional uh, okay. <laughs> they're there they're there are graveyards there are factories uh, okay so i mean maybe mechs, that, I, mechs maybe are like, things that you use yeah so maybe like some down the line down 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 the line <laughs> that would be something that would be kind of dope because you know they they have this great creator system it seems when it comes to like the ships 
and the idea of like and you know you know how bethesda they love that 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 power armor when it comes to fallout mm-hmm. 76 so if they had something in the works like that for starfield and you know that could be used for tra- like traversal as well that might be a, a welcome addition to the game as opposed to you know just giving you a vehicle to drive around in on mm-hmm. the planet so um that might be that might be awesome but I, th- I feel like that's like a big update like not something that they would just be rushing out really soon <laughs> i feel like it can go one of two ways they're either going to like completely miss the field goal here <laughs> or they're going to fake the field goal and run it in <laughs> so what, are you, what are you thinking what would be the missed field goal and what would be the fake field goal Right. If they miss the field goal, I feel like it's going to be some kind of system where you designate a waypoint or normally like select a location whereby you would normally fast travel or like you drop a, a pin or something and it'll just ferry you there automatically in real time. And it's, so it's like in I real time, like a, but like it's not teleporter? under your control. Like a like teleporter, a but... Oh, okay. But it's like taking you through the process of disassembling and reassembling your atoms. Mm, you okay. You're not just sitting there like you don't just wake up at the other end. You're actually like conscious during the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think I think that would be the missed field goal where it's like, yeah, you have a vehicle, but you don't get to control it. Like you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, because that's like the complaint right now, right? Is like, oh, like I mean, I'm flying a ship, but I can't land the ship. Like, <laughs> well, it, it's it's not even so much that it's that people complain like, oh, I have to. I have to walk all these vast distances to get to these procedurally generated spots. And it's like, okay, if you miss the field goal, you're going to put in a thing that basically just auto runs for you, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't do anything. <laughs> the, but if they were to like fake the field goal, I would think they would give you something like the, like a mount like a, a robotic like you have you seen those um the companies called boston dynamics they do the the big dog thing yeah yeah that that autonomous quadruped that they're putting tools on and pretty soon yeah. it'll, be, it'll be murdering sh- active shooters in no time but it's yeah imagine if you have one of those but you write it <laughs> yeah that's a because i mean it seems like the issue that they want to address at least for people is they don't want to be fast traveling everywhere and so mm-hmm. the idea of like well we just added in another fast travel mechanism that isn't necessarily like a big fast travel yeah i could see that completely missing the spot it's so like slow the, I, fast travel yeah so i almost <laughs> feel like yeah like it's like if like they want to push you to like you know just like kind of like explore planets yada yada like you know, like land and you know I don't know what do you, it's like no man's sky right you scan shit and yeah like document it so if they want to make that like a little more um a little more palatable yeah like a faster way to traverse without fast traveling so that you can still take in the planet but maybe it's not as much of a slog that's like that would be the uh the middle meeting in the middle as far as that goes they better not add a glider not like just jumping from a, a top of a mountain <laughs> to like another just, just breath of the wild. It. Like, yeah. They interpret that as like, oh, just add a Zelda glider. Like, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Or a, uh, was it a grappling hook? You can get that guy. <laughs> now, if they make it so that the jetpack actually acts as a forward propulsion device and perhaps you sacrifice on the length of the charge, but you gain speed and 
just ground coverage over a vertical over um a horizontal plane, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would even, be awesome. Even make it a perk. Like have a whole have a whole extra perk with different ranks and you can upgrade your jetpack boost to the level that you desire for your role playing experience. That would I think that would appease all, especially in a game that has no level cap. So there's there's absolutely no excuse to just add perks because you're giving people things to fill fill that space out with. And if people have already leveled or and all that, they should just have skill points banked and all they have to do is the the perk challenges. Mm, yeah. Personally, yeah, so, I could yeah. be. Yeah, so it'll be interesting because, I mean, they do have – it's something that people have been asking for, and I feel like they, they plan on getting it out there. So it's just a matter of I, – I think – the important thing is they don't want to rush it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's the smart move. And hopefully when they get it, it's like, you know, it's something that's big. So I felt like at least when it came to no man's sky, every time they had an update, it seemed, even if it wasn't like, it didn't like completely just change the game. It did seem somewhat meaningful as far as things that were, even if it was like, just like, you know, adding this one thing, it is also at the same time, a quality in life improvement while adding in a new feature into the game. Mm -hmm. And so um, if they follow that route, I think it's great because it, it unfortunately, unlike No Man's Sky, every update will be scrutinized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, whereas with No Man's Sky, every update was, um, you know, applauded. So oh, this, um, this makes it better. This makes yeah. it closer to what they promised us. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, with Starfield, it's just, we're always just reevaluating if it's a good game for some reason, even though everybody said it was a good game. And now yeah, we're just trying to figure everybody. out how good. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> said it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, like good wasn't enough for some people. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, I I I, I have trust in Bethesda. I feel like I know what they I feel like they know what they're doing. And it's good it's good too, because they can lead the way for the modders then to, you know, be like, all right, they did this. Now we can work with whatever they added and we can just take it to the next level uh do you have anything else there uh, before we get into the next story no that's all my bethesda news so we can get to the next topic of the week to topic, topic of the, of the week. week we have some spider-man news a dub quite a bit oh, of when, it, when it comes to insomniac yes we do let's hear it all right so first we got new game plus news so this coming straight from insomniac oh that's right i forgot about that Yes. Um, so we got a release window, but I'll I'll read what Insomniac had to say. So we have some news about the next game update for Marvel Spider-Man 2. We know players have been eagerly awaiting features such as, as New Game Plus and audio descriptions, among many more. We have been eagerly uh, we have been working vigilantly on these features and require more testing to ensure the quality is up to our standards. Uh, more holding off so we can make sure it's up to the standards. Oh, we're now targeting early control. Yeah. We're now targeting Sexy. early 2024 <laughs> for the next game update. And we'll have a feature complete list closer to release. Uh, we've heard your feedback and we'll be adding some highly requested features, including ability to change time of day, swap mm. tendril colors, and replay missions, just to name a few. We can't wait to share more with you in the future. In the meantime, appreciate you. We appreciate your patience. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we got we got new game plus news. Um, also, there is a a a hack, <laughs> unfortunately, with Insomniac. What? So this coming by way of IGN. Oh, um, that sucks. 
yeah, earlier today, oh, this is a couple of days ago, earlier today, Cyber Daily reported um, Residia, which is a hacker group, had posted proof, proof of hack documents. This included details of Insomniac's Wolverine game, as well as internal emails, files, and personal documents of Insomniac employees. One document reportedly belongs to Peter Parker voice actor Yuri Lowenthal. And then uh, this is now rampant speculation coming from the hack or possibly related to the hack who knows but pictures related to a potential video game version of sony pictures hit into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse films were spotted and shared on reddit um, which by user and have recently have been deleted since the images are blurry at best with one showing little more than text on a white backdrop with references to things like miles rce and sm3 we have no idea what RCE means. It is a mystery, though SM3 likely refers to Spider-Man 3. Hmm. Um, then there was some other stuff, but it was kind of spoilery, and I hadn't I hadn't I still haven't watched Across the Spider-Verse, but um I guess there are some references to uh character uh, I guess well, whatever. There was some <laughs> there was some cross stuff going on between the game and the movie. Yeah, exactly. That cross pollinating. Yeah, but I won't get into details there because it was kind of spoilery if you care about those things. Um, But yeah, A-Dub, what do you think about, one, the new game plus? Does that get your interest to possibly get Spider-Man around, you know, early 2024? And then, um, (laughs) yeah, unfortunately, the the leaks, which led to possibly, um, you know, which led to rampant speculation that we're getting across the Spider-Verse for the next Spider-Man game. There's just no logical way in which... I can afford the kind of time necessary to not only get through Miles Morales, but then to get through Spider-Man 2. Do not get me wrong. I want to play both of them. It's just that my desire to play either of them is much less than my desire to play other things, things that I know of, things that you know I'm suspicious of, things I don't know. I... Like I said, I do want to play this game. I'm I'm just in no rush. I do enjoy that there's a new game plus feature. I'm sure my brother will will have a blast with that. I don't... With superhero games, Infamous and Infamous 2 were the only ones that really gave me an incentive to, to run them back in a new game plus fashion because they had the karma sides. So if I did all good on my Infamous play in one of them then I still had the whole evil playthrough to go to and get all the evil powers. And then I do New Game Plus after that. And I have both of my sets. <laughs> it's just like I'm I'm uber powerful. I'm making just custom loadouts for just the most synergy. And I don't think Spider-Man really does that kind of thing. It's just more of a means to unlock everything that's already in the game, which you can do regard like it, it doesn't give you a different flavor and it doesn't afford more diversity. I I should say. Maybe I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. But just that's my perspective. So I'm not really driven on that. Insofar as the leak and the hey. Another Ratchet and Clank coming. So the staples are still there. They're still staying true to their mascot. They're still staying true to single player games because everybody thinks they're dying. <laughs> and Sony, Sony, you know, they got Insomniac working on 8 million live service games because that's what everybody assumes now. <laughs> and for as good as a Rift Apart was, uh, you know, from what I've heard and what I've seen, 
now this is going to be a Ratchet and Clank that's in the latter portion of the PS5 the, life the cycle. True next gen Ratchet and Clank. Exactly. The one where they've taken all the tricks that they've learned and all the experience that they've gained throughout the generation and they apply that to their what I like to call their swan song games. We're like, this is the last one for this generation. This is the last one for this generation. <laughs> this will be the only <laughs> one that can truly only run on a PS5. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like <laughs> I mean, it, it's the difference between Infamous Second Son and Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Like, that's how I would describe what the difference between a, an early gen and a late gen game is. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, hopefully we get some smarter verse. Did it. Even if it was like if if you don't do anything, just give me Spider-Man. That's all I need from the Spider-Man IP. I will be there day one. I'll play your new game plus. I'll run it back dozens upon dozens of times because Spider-Gwen is just an awesome character. I'm an incredible fan. Like Spider-Gwen was what introduced me to the concept of a multiverse. And it's like, oh, you can just break all the rules and do whatever you want. Like you just make like uh, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man. That's uh, it, that's an incredible idea. And yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's I love I love the kind of stuff. It's it's very perspective. I didn't look into this, so I don't know what's going on with any of the Wolverine information. And quite frankly, I do not care. I want yeah. them to take their time. I want to see as little. I want to know as little as possible going into it, so that when I get my hands on it, and and it's it's that shit. I want to be caught completely off guard. I don't want nobody telling me like, oh, it does this. Oh, look at this trailer. Oh, look at this. Look at the screenshot. Oh, we got this. We got this napkin where they wrote this algorithm on it, and it's going to be in the game, too. I don't want none of that. It's just put the game in my hands. I might look at the review score and be like, oh, I got that 9, I got that 10, what? <laughs> and then hit that pre-order on PSN. Just wait for the day. So yeah, man, it's like it. I, I'm glad there's information to leak. I'm not too pleased about information leaking, but who knows? Maybe ransom it. Yeah, <laughs> employee employee <laughs> information hitting <laughs> <Yeah>. out there. <laughs> See, like this, it it bears back. It it bears back into the the problem where, like, Sean Murray will get in trouble or get ridiculed. For talking about something because like, oh, he did an interview back in 2014 where he said they were going to have this mechanic and the game was going to do this. And it's like, yeah, but then time changed and things changed. And he said different things about what would or wouldn't be on there. Cyberpunk as well. It was like, oh, well, they were going to have these mechanics and then they scrapped them. And it's like, well, yeah, but they told you. It's, so if you're going to be like involved in observing the development process then be involved and observe but don't be over here like holding developers accountable to promises they made several years back that have changed and then don't also be the person who's going to hack the company and take as much information as you can to find out stuff that they weren't ready to tell you so <laughs> one thing they tell you something and then the circumstance changed, but then you hate that, but then you hack into them and take information, and you love that. It's kind of weird, yeah. in my opinion. 
I hear you. I, I completely agree. And like, and just because, you know, something that they were considering doing, they decided that they weren't able to do like, like look at cyberpunk. Like there's stuff that didn't make it into the game that they promised. And people yeah, like at being one point, able people, to use your blades to, to hang on a wall and stealth drop onto somebody or like, um, there were certain third person elements that weren't included. I believe you're supposed to be like third person in cover and stuff like that. And, you know, the police system that eventually made it with 2.0 and Phantom Liberty. And like, yeah, yeah, there's and like, a number of things. Yeah. And if you had heard that, people would be like, oh, the game, it, it, it could have been it could have been more awesome, blah, blah, blah. But you'd com- be completely missing that it is an incredible game. <laughs> By the time like it got to that point, even if we still didn't get like some of those things, it was still an awesome game. But people would have you believe like, oh, if they're taking something out, that means the game is dead on arrival. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're taking anything out. Yeah. <laughs> they said it would have all this, but they're pulling out boots. Games yeah. gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, games gonna be trash. De- development hell. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's just Boot one of those gate. Things. But um, yeah, the only thing I would add to that is I um, there was a you know like a while back uh, there was an article that came out with um, one of like the creative heads or whatever Insomniac. And they were saying that yeah after Spider Man two they're gonna you know shift the focus more to Miles like he was gonna become the main protagonist and so with that you know we associate Miles especially with like the Ultimate Universe the alternate universe of Spider Man and so um that would coincide definitely with uh, a multiverse like style of game um it would so it would just make sense if that's the case if, if, if that's the route that they were going to go to do to do that but um yeah who knows we're not we won't have to discuss too much because i definitely like talking about things once they're confirmed and official because then we know exactly what we're working on as opposed to like hey remember that episode where we talked an hour about a thing that never happened <laughs> i feel like that's like <laughs> that's a lot of shows uh and so yeah i don't i don't necessarily like spending too much time on those things of course uh, yeah but a dub you want to take the about, next talk about yeah. fan fiction <laughs> yeah exactly you want to take the next topic of the week top topic of the week all right i got one for you it's not a good one well i mean there's good things about it but in general it's a bad one. but maybe it's good because it was about a bad thing but it may not be a bad thing if you like that thing, I don't know. All you need to know is that the Last of Us multiplayer game has been canceled. Uh. <laughs> yes, it, the air has finally been cleared. Naughty Dog states, we realize many of you have been anticipating news around the project that we've been calling The Last of Us Online. There's no easy way to say this. We've made the incredibly difficult decision to stop development on that game. The multiplayer team has been in pre-production with this game since we were working on The Last of Us Part Two, crafting an experience we felt was unique and had tremendous potential. Uh, As the multiplayer team iterated on their concept for The Last of Us Online during this time, their vision crystallized, the game got more refined and satisfying, and we were enthusiastic about the direction in which we were heading. In ramping up to full production, the massive scope of our ambition became clear. To release and support The Last of Us Online, we'd have to put all our studio resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come, severely impacting development on future single-player games. So we had two paths in front of us. 
become a solely live service game studio or continue to focus on single player narrative games that have defined Naughty Dog's heritage. Mm. That is that is quite the choice. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why at the top of it uh, I say like maybe it's good, maybe it's bad or maybe the bad of it is good and the good of it is bad. There's it depends on the person, it depends what your stances are. I mean, the long and short of it is that they spent they marketed it to us. They they told us you're going to see more of it this year. Then it got delayed, and now it's being canceled. And they've been working on this game. It they said it was turning into something bigger, and maybe it just got too big. <laughs> they took a realistic look at what they were about to bring to the market, and they decided that instead of becoming the Last of Us Online studio, we'd rather continue being Naughty Dog and continue making new single-player experiences like they always have. So, personally, I can it, it sucks that they spent the time and resources building that because they could have been spending that working on the new IP or working on the next The Last of Us or working on the, the next Uncharted. But you know what? This is part of following the development process is now we've had eyes on this project that in most cases would have definitely been under wraps for several years and determined to be viable or not before being announced and shown to people. But this one, we followed it. It was looking promising, at least internally for a while. And then eventually it did. So that sucks. AMC, is this going to change your opinion about Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog? Yeah, he's, he's still S tier. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really give a shit. Um, I it, the fashion game it was like a thing where I was like, I was curious. Um, but here, keep this in mind: I never got The Last of Us two, so yeah. like, which I think is an absolute travesty because it is one of the finest games ever crafted by human hands. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's just it's a stealth game and. I, I'm not too heavy into stealth games. Um, I, I, I love The Last of Us 1, but there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if I want to do that again, even if I love that game. And so, yeah, Last of Us 2 came out, and I was like, it looks awesome, but I, it's definitely at the at the bottom of my list as far as like priorities. That so, hurts my soul, dude. Yeah, no, that's unfortunate. So I, for me, like, uh, there was a curiosity with factions, and that like oh okay multiplayer experience last of us like this might be the entry point for me like at least back into the franchise um as opposed to like you know last of us three coming out and me considering like do i need to go and play two now so that i can play three blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that there was like yeah there was there was an interest for me to play uh factions but you know I, we haven't really i hadn't, hadn't seen anything i didn't really build up anything in my mind of what it could be and yada yada, yada. so like personally it wasn't that big of a deal it's not that big of a deal that it got canceled for me and yeah it's uh it's unfortunate but also it's like i'm sure these studios all the time have projects that they work on and then eventually they get to a point where it's like oh we can't do that <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's not gonna work and i guess the more interesting part is like uh okay so 
it seems like whenever you hear Bungie's name in head headlines as of recently, it hasn't been good. <laughs> and uh, that's it's unfortunate, but uh, I don't really know what the whole status is. But, you know, a big part of Last of Us Factions was we we're rolling, we we're rolling, and then the reports come out. Bungie uh, was tasked with reviewing the game, giving their opinion on if it would be a viable, you know, live service game. And they said it doesn't have the hooks that I guess those games need <laughs> to to keep a uh, to keep a consistent player base. And so then, you know, the game gets put on ice. They said they're working on other stuff while they're working on while they're still like working on it. And then we get the update that they're no longer doing this. So a part of me is like interested to see if, if Bungie, you know, that acquisition never came along, would we have gotten this game? That that is a curiosity for me. Um as Damn, opposed to that is one decide. hell of an alternate timeline, man. Yeah. And as opposed to them deciding like, A, the the resources just wouldn't have been worth it for us to continue to push through with this. So um, yeah, I am interested here, but I, I also view it as like it's not like a a complete waste of time because one thing that we have heard with you know last of us remake last of us 2 when it came out was apparently people loved their multiplayer when it came to the last of us one and so they were upset when you know they didn't get it again in the remake blah blah, blah. they're like why am i paying this I'm losing value now i'm just <laughs> getting like you know it's funny call of duty comes out and people are like why is the campaign this is the only thing i play blah, blah blah last of us comes out and people are like oh all i care about is the multiplayer suddenly <laughs> like and so um what's great is that they have all now all this R&D for a multiplayer when it comes to Last of Us. And so if it's something that, you know, with the next Last of Us game, if it's now a part of it, they can now take all this, all these assets, all this information and, you know, put it on here and not have maybe the the tall task of making a multiplayer that will run on will run for eternity. Um I think that's a that's also a you know, a good use of time. I know people like to say, like, ah, it was it was just wasted because we would have gotten the greatest game in the world uh, if they weren't doing that. But I, I, I tend to feel that, like, even if you do something and it doesn't play out, those gains, at least from the knowledge that you put into trying out that thing, can be used somewhere else and can be used to benefit that thing. And so, yeah, I, I think it isn't a complete waste. I, I don't think it's a complete loss. If anything, I feel like it's going to be a benefit in the long run for whatever Naughty Dog has planned for, you know, their next big game. Uh, do you have anything else, A-Dub, there? I mean, for all we know, the things that they learned developing this multiplayer game might be the things that end up making their new IP even better than it would have been had they not gone down that road in the first place. However, that's just my opinion. But we got the opinion of some other folks. They they, they little left field with it. Outside with it. <laughs> <laughs> We got troll of the week, 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 week. Hold on, real quick. I want to, I want to give this some time. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll let the trolls have all the time in the world to get through their madness. We're back with troll of the week. Look at that, Dove. Bad boys. Like you sounded exhausted but threatening. Yeah, <laughs> no way. Isn't that like every zombie? It's like, uh, why am I alive? Uh, <laughs> Where's that Peter Griffin? <laughs> I'm supposed to be asleep. <sighs> okay, let me let me get myself together. Mm. First troll says, "Naughty dog." <laughs> <laughs> 
We've been developing this game for many years, but we just learned what gas is, and it's too much, so we quit. <laughs> Next troll says, if only Microsoft did the same with Redfall. Well, that's what, yeah, a lot of people are saying. <laughs> very, very rational. <laughs> Why not cancel it? Why? Like, that's a much smaller blemish. No, actually, no, no. They needed to put it out. And it, if it was bad, it just needed to be bad in people's hands. Because if they, it, it's not like they showed trailers of Redfall as it is. They show trailers of Redfall as they aspired for it to be. So if that game got canceled, that I think that would have been a bigger blemish on Microsoft. Like, and they the game, yeah. they invited people to come out and play the game. Yeah. <laughs> a, a slice, a small slice that was an incredible part of the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like people had played it and everything. Like that game was coming out. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it should have done the same. I, Redfall being bad hurts less than Redfall being canceled when it could have, when it might have been good in people's yeah. minds. <laughs> Next show says layoffs, closed studios, canceled games, and very few announced upcoming titles. No wonder Jim Ryan retired. Quote. <laughs> Why he was forced out. Uh. Retired in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the forced out narrative always yeah. always pushing a hey. the the important thing is in march he's gone and hopefully by then we'll have a new head of reggie playstation <laughs> oh my god if they somehow get reggie i'm gonna lose uh, my like the things he did for nintendo if he could have a similar effect but in a a playstation style with Sony, oh my god, oh my god, the eye for content, the 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 PR panache, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the just the the top grade presentation, my man with the hands. Like, why haven't they made a Reggie amiibo? I know, right? Why haven't they made a Miyamoto amiibo? A, a Mia a Mia amiibo? A Sakura? Yeah, I know, really, like. That, that would be and awesome. an Awada like, amiibo. Of all, yeah. they should make an Awada one. Initially. And you just make it like they're me, they're me forms, but in an amiibo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, sell out. Easy. Yeah. Next troll says, are they shifting resources to remaster the remake of the remaster of The Last of Us? <laughs> Next uh. troll says, Microsoft. This is how you get a reputation for releasing quality games. You cancel the game instead of releasing flops. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a big shot. <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. The Elbox. I am not the <laughs> I forgot about Elbox. <laughs> Next show says it was taking time away from The Last of Us 2024 and 2025 remasters. Mm. Next troll, anytime a gas game gets canceled, it's a W. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, sir, I got to disagree there. It, I think anytime either a... See, damn, and this also presents a conundrum in itself. I believe that anytime a bad game gets canceled, 
it's a W. But we have no evidence for or against this game being good or bad. So we have no idea what's being canceled. The only thing that we know is that Naughty Dog wasn't ready to dedicate all of their resources and manpower to supporting it in lieu of being able to make other products. So I don't know. Maybe maybe this was the Street Fighter Six for third-person action games. Who knows? Next troll says... Had to cancel multiplayer to put all their efforts into the Last of Us Two remake. <laughs> <laughs> that road mode, all those possibilities, these a lot of people involved. Next troll says, considering how many remasters and remakes each Naughty Dog game gets, this isn't just one game being canceled; it's at least three. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That that mental gymnasium that you're doing backflips in. Last show says, and this is a this is my favorite one. Tuckman is running this company to the ground. Who? Tuckman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the first. That's the first. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's that. Is that be. is that Vine for the trolley for being the the oh my the gosh, yeah. retired. I mean, we got to retire. <laughs> I thought Todd Coward was like, you know, I thought that was like the S tier, like ruining somebody's name. <laughs> I mean, when when your negative nickname is competing with God Howard, he ain't got nothing to worry about. Uh, Todd Coward or God Howard? And Druckmann needs, um, needs somebody to come up with a great counter name. <laughs> Sure. I don't honestly I don't think he does at this point. Yeah, I think Druckman yeah, is buff, just Buffman. Buff <laughs> yeah. he, he's in shape. He's not buff, but he's in shape. He's a, dude, I will I will say this to my dying day unless he changes his workout routine. That dude looks like he does nothing but cardio. Yeah, yeah, he's a cardio guy. <laughs> like he he's tanned and he's like he's like toned, but he's not defined. Yeah, he's like one of those dudes. Like the pandemic happened, he went out and got one of those uh, Peloton. Peloton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the Peloton people. <laughs> he's on the Peloton and putting together the last of us part two <laughs> simultaneously. Uh, oh man! But, oh man! But he, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. But for these trolls, yeah. Come on, fellas! It's <laughs> Like the the only bad thing about the situation is that we never saw the game. So we have no idea what we might be losing, even if it's in the live service gas space. And but at the same token, at least we have a guarantee for the foreseeable future that Naughty Dog will continue to create single player games, including their new IP, a possible sequel to The Last of Us Part Two, maybe a continuation of the of the Uncharted. It would be dope if it was the Uncharted, but yeah. Uncharted. <laughs> Man, what ah, what if we get a Lost Legacy too? My mind's racing. I, I can't even keep the reins on it. But it's like I like to tell people that we departed. But, uh, do you hear that? No, nah, I don't hear anything. I like to tell people that we departed a timeline <laughs> where things could be way more bleak. And instead, we're on a timeline where things are going to be much brighter. So 
it's bad that a game got canceled. It's good that Naughty Dog didn't go down a road that would prevent them from doing what we know they're capable of. And how you feel about it is up to you, AMC. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's here's the thing: single player games get canceled all the time. Like, it's not like it's this is specific to live service to games as service. It's like those those games get canceled all the time. It's funny too, is because I always, at least like it when it was billed to me initially, like when when it came to live services, the selling point was the fact that it's not a big investment because it's like you put out this like infrastructure, you kind of have this like base build of what you want for the live service. You get that out there. And then once you get, once people get their hands on it, they, they interact with it. You hear like the complaints, you hear the things that they like, and then they start adjusting and they build from there. Um, so I'm sure they saw that and they're like, yeah, like we don't want to deal with that part. Uh, um, as far as, especially with Sony, like it's just like one of those things. It's like, there's already so much criticism that, you know, people don't, it's unfortunate, but people don't have the patience. We see this with, the, with Starfield right now, perfectly good game, but people don't have the patience to wait for it to get even better. Like they're just like, yeah. this is how it's going to be. This is how it's always going to be. Even though mm -hmm. time and time again, we've seen games just updated, updated, update. Like we're in the age, like you keep bringing it up. We're in the age of games, you know, coming out and then getting patched the fuck out to be these stellar experiences. Uh, and people overlook that. They, they overlook Dude, it because I mean, Road Trader in the past week since it came out, just huge patch to fix a bunch of stuff, still janky, and then smaller patch suddenly runs almost dreamlike. And there's more down the road ahead for that game. It, it's the same for all these other games, just constantly being better, constantly being polished, constantly being constantly serving the consumer and the gamer like oh yeah that thing you bought yeah it's not in good shape now it's in better shape oh you want these things okay now you got those things oh this is giving you a problem now it's not a problem anymore like why can't people celebrate this as the finest time in gaming history other than the whole oh well now they're just rushing out broken products and fixing them later like, even if that were the case, I'd still appreciate that they're taking the time and energy necessary to fix them. Because even, even though it may take some time, at some point, these games are getting to the point where they, quote unquote, should have been at launch. Whereas they're not just stuck there in perpetuity or tasking you with buying a whole new version of the game to get a better quality version of it. And if they do, it's just a fraction of the price and not a new game price. I don't know, man. I, I keep beating this drum. I just wish people would wake up and appreciate things for what they are. And if that whole cycle bothers you or triggers you, then, hey, all you got to do is wait. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just on your side. Yeah, and that's like that's my whole thing is like there's we're literally talking about all these games that we're probably not going to play because there's so many other games, and so this thing like where people have to be there day one because they always complain they have the same complaints whenever it comes to like these games that get updated is like oh it should have been that way at launch and it's like well you didn't have to be there at launch there's Maybe so many you other could have skipped the launch yeah there's so many other games you you could play but the thing is people 
fill the need, they create their own FOMO. They get mad at publishers and developers who are creating FOMO. They create their own FOMO in their own head. So then they force themselves to be there at launch. And then when they when the game gets new content added, they're like, oh, well, I wish I just played it when it had all that content. It's like, well, if you let that FOMO go that you self-created, mm-hmm. you could have been there when everything was already in a great place. <laughs> and so oh, um, the, the game's getting content if you pre-order. But wait, I don't need that content. Oh, you, <laughs> you get this, this, and this if you buy if you buy it on day one. But hey, I don't need the art book or the soundtrack or a little piece of plastic that I'm gonna look at once and then I'm gonna hide under the sink. It's like, oh, if I if I do this, if I get the season pass right now, then I, I get I get the next three DLCs. It's like, well, they're still gonna be selling the DC, the season pass most likely. So if you just wait a bit. You can get it cheaper and still get everything. So your solution's already in front of you. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's ridiculous. It's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh people are gonna play and I, I it's it's you know, it's a bad look for Sony, and it's definitely not a great thing, you know, to have to like come out and be like, Hey, this thing that we talked about isn't gonna happen. But as I said. L's L's are abound. They're they're bun- they're abundant <laughs> in the video game industry, and developers bounce back from them. They they push forward through them, and when that great game eventually comes out, people forget about it. Like look at Redfall. Redfall came out and it was doom and gloom, and then a few months later, Starfield came out, and Xbox is now like, are they are they back? Are they on top? <laughs> like, mm, just uh, like that. Yeah, all it takes is one great game to come out, and people will forget about it. Like. Unfortunately, not one great like a game, a great games and service game comes out every year, but people still act like none, no good ones come out. And so, uh, it is what it is. Unfortunately, people will always hate them, hate them, even though they end up buying them and playing them. They're the games that people play when they have nothing else to play. Um, but yeah, they get a bad rap, and it's unfortunate. And yeah, we'll see what happens with The Last of Us because I am curious. I, I would love to know what that game was because it's just yeah, same. You know the pedigree of Naughty Dog. Like, have they really? Have they missed? Like, <laughs> like, can you remember the last time they missed on a game? And that's why I feel like <laughs> it. Like, the, I feel like there's a lot of interesting things going on here. For one, I think that perhaps it could be evidence that there that there was a a gym era thing and now a post gym era thing. Uh-huh. I also think that there is just a miss like application of what Bungie is about to this whole live service thing that could possibly be there. So for the Bungie thing, I just feel like they were looking for it to have certain things, a certain loop, certain certain aspects, certain rates that are like we gotta get people in this we want to incentivize people this way this is how we made our stuff this is how you need to make your stuff and i feel like especially with the way the naughty dog talks about it i think they made something that was truly outstanding and it's just they ran into this hurdle where some third party well first party technically but some outside source is like nah that ain't it dog and eventually they were just like well you know i think that they and, probably and, and that outside source is a source that you know every now like it seems like with every other like content release they're either ridiculed or loved and so it's not like they they hit a hundred percent on all their 
all their additions to Destiny and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's so like, like that, that is like my, that if I were looking at it from the outside, it's like, mm, like I get it. But a part of me is like, but did Bungie really know? <laughs> Cause he's just like, you, I can't think of the last time Naughty Dog missed and you, you feel like the gameplay would be there. Maybe it doesn't have the hooks. Like you play it for like, you know, 50 hours and then there's nothing to do. And so like make, that might've been the worry from uh you know from a bungee's perspective but it just feels like at least when it comes to gameplay naughty dog does not miss on gameplay and so you know that would have been there at least so it's like yeah that's like my curiosity of what what was that it was there but i think they they made it they made it too fun like it was i think they they did exactly i i speculate that naughty dog did exactly what you're supposed to do with a game like this is just make it fun engaging and rewarding for the player and i don't think bungie liked that (laughs) but that is also 100 speculation that's just me coming completely out of left field and making up something i have no evidence or any kind of supporting facts to to back that that it's just a feeling so don't quote me on that but i do think (laughs) i do like the core of my belief is that i think it was just a difference in philosophy and i think especially there the naughty dog multiplayer modes have been loved i i played uncharted 2 online like a madman Uh, i've heard amazing things about the last of us one multiplayer you know i've heard lesser things about uh uncharted 3's multiplayer but by and large naughty dog seems to know what they're doing especially in regards to multiplayer elements so it would it would shock me if they came up with something that wasn't dope (laughs) and if and if that's the case then bungie told them like yo the thing you made nah that's that's not how you want to (laughs) do And then the other, th- the other thing, I mean, the other thing that I would question too, where you could then look at maybe like, say like a Jim, I don't even know if this would be even Jim Ryan, if this would be something that would be a decision that we made below him, but we'll look at it organizationally for Sony, um, is that like, why, why was it all on Naughty Dog? Like, kind of like, like they set up the, you could look to them to set up the foundation, make sure it has a certain level of polish and quality. But you would almost feel like, you know, like how they have Blue Point or somebody else do like the remakes and blah, blah, blah. Like, why isn't another studio handling, you know, the day to day service that Naughty Dog said that would cost them a lot of, you know, resources to take care of to maintain the game? Like, like I almost feel like another developer, because they have all these other developers that they brought in that, yes, I, I guess they are working on other live service games that they're in the, that they're trying to get out but For you now. would think that they would have some other developer that could you know take care of maintaining the game adding assets yada yada once the game is like you know at that point where somebody else it could be handed off to them but it seems strange that it was all on naughty dog to one make the game and then also then to maintain it for the foreseeable future um which, which I can see is like very taxing for like a developer who maybe doesn't have those those types of resources. So it just seemed like a lot was tasked to Naughty Dog that I felt like, 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 oh no, you just see this with Microsoft at least right now where it seems like there's a little bit more synergy between the different studios into like all hands on deck when it comes to certain things to get like a, a game out. Like it, it seemed like Naughty Dog was kind of put on an island to take care of this in a situation where they realized, oh, we can't do this. 
and also you're getting somebody else to then look at this and tell us the same thing um so yeah i almost felt like they they didn't get the support organizationally that i felt like you know that they should have gotten if this if like i don't know if if Sony was really serious about them getting out like a great live service Last of Us game and, re- and recognizing the resources that would be required to then maintain that for, you know, for 10 years or whatever with like up- content updates and things like that. So that is that is one of those things that like just looking at it like is is very questionable to me as well. Yes. Lames. Uh, yeah. You got anything else? You know, I, I do, but it is five. <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, do I want to bang this out real quick? Is it uh, MPD? You know, yeah, it's MPD. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just run through. What was the best-selling game? <laughs> yeah, so best, best-selling best game, we got November. Best-selling game in November, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Oh, um, the campaign! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to buy this. You know, I'll just run through the all the new games. Super Mario RPG uh, debuted at seven. Naruto Taboruto debuted at twelve, oh. and Star Ocean: The Second Story R debuted at seventeen. Um, best-selling games of the year so far. So this is kind of a surprise, I guess. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy still holding on. They did get a huge boost. It just it just released on uh, the Switch. And I, I believe it was the second best-selling game on the Switch for the month. So and all that gotta, game awards controversy. Yeah, uh, nobody. Uh, they're getting canceled. <laughs> best-selling game of the year again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best-selling game of the year. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three debuted at number two. <laughs> so it pushed everything else down. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is still holding, or at least is holding on at number three right now. Um, and Starfield. It's, it remains in the top 10 at number 10, so barely holding Ooh. on, but it's still there. So hopefully nothing will pass it. <laughs> and then um, let's Not see. Love, uh, love. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 5 remained the best selling hardware platform in unit and dollar sales for November. Xbox Series S is, um, or the Xbox Series ranked number two for the month of November. But yeah, just I wanted to bang through that real quick. Uh, do you have any quick hits? Uh, any important ones that we should get through? <laughs> Absolutely get not. All right, well, A.W., you have any final words before we get out of here? Well, tis the season. Be kind, show compassion and empathy for your fellow man. Give the gift of gaming to someone who is ready to receive it and cherish it because it is a gift, a gift that you only have for so long. So quit spending all your time hating and start enjoying yourself. Well, this is Control Issues. I am This is Thank you. Suck it. Suck it.